I'm Kelly Harrell, author, modern animist, and creator of The Weekly Rune. Solentin Arts is my soul-tending practice, and you're listening to What in the Weird, my podcast in which I talk about runes, animism, soul-tending, and how each of those intersects through sacred activism on my path. The Weekly Rune is out, and if you're not sure what it is, it's a runecast that I've done for years focused on the runic calendar and the current half-month rune. You can find the archive of all of the runecasts on my site, solentinarts.com, and if you're not sure what a half-month is, listen to the early episodes of What in the Weird, or just go read the weekly rune at Solentin Arts. It's explained at the beginning of every runecast. I want to thank all of my Patreon supporters who make the sharing of my rune work through the RuneCast and this podcast possible with their financial support. If you'd like to support the Weekly Rune, you get access to the full RuneCast, no ads, more details on the RuneCast, weekly prompts for engaging the half-month rune in your personal work, and a Galder recording for how to work with the Weekly RuneCast through chanting. You can contribute as little or as much as you'd like, and the rewards scale according to what you'd like to receive. And if you don't want any rewards, you just want to show your support, you're welcome to do that. Go to patreon.com and search for The Weekly Rune. You can also subscribe to the free version of The Weekly Rune by going to soulintentarts.com. And thank you so much for doing that. I said this in The Weekly Rune for this week though it bears saying again here. After last week with Tiwaz, I might have to take back that it's my favorite rune. Or maybe it's just the timing, the combo of seasonal Tiwaz falling with Mercury retrograde. I don't know, but it's been a heinous combination, and I am not a fan. For those of you who don't know, I manage some pretty serious autoimmune conditions and a rare genetic disorder. It's called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. And those affect my life on a daily basis. They affect my organs, my joints, pain, fatigue, cognition. I've had to cut my creative projects, my personal spiritual endeavors, modify social interaction. I say all of this to affirm that I'm a real person who deals with real shit ongoing. The runes don't stop that. Soul tending doesn't stop that. In fact, soul tending is what keeps me going as well as having an excellent therapist. There's another taboo, mental health, and it directly relates to Tiwaz. If you haven't listened to episode 16 of What in the Weird, it it directly touches on this topic, and so does last week's episode. Do listen to those, because I feel like they're really important pieces of understanding how to identify Tiwaz in your own life and learning how to flow with it. When you work with symbols long enough, patterns start to emerge that point to certain symbols recurring in specific circumstances. Whether that's a divinatory system, a personal lexicon in visual imagery, or sigils in nature, like whatever your game is. And even if it comes, you know, with a handy dandy little dictionary to decode all the images in the cards, 
eventually there starts to emerge a personal pattern of symbols occurring under specific circumstances. One of the circumstances that I've seen repeatedly with TWAs is mental illness. I want to talk today about two readings I did for people over the years that solidified this observation and my final acceptance into one way that TWAs communicates with me, which is to say that the dynamic at hand, whatever it is, has very deep mental and emotional hooks. Years ago, I worked with a client whose mother had died, and the client wanted to be sure that her mother had moved on well, but also that she, the daughter, was moving on healthily in her own life. And the reading started as benign as possible, with runes, you know, reflecting that the mother was doing well, she had progressed, you know, in her, like, whatever comes next, afterlife sort of way. But then when we were moving on to how the daughter was doing, Tiwaz came up. Right off, it made sense that the daughter would be in a place of grief and that would unbalance her emotional and psychological state. That's logical, right? And we talked about that and she agreed. Um, you know, we did some tending discussion around that, about how she could bring that tending forward in her everyday life. And when we moved on to do the sort of, you know, final closure summary draw for the session, TYs came up again and again and again. Repetition is everything when you only have 24 options to choose from. So finally, I just point blank asked the woman, was your mother mentally ill? And that is when she just broke into sobs and said that her mother was, that her mother was bipolar and that it wasn't her death that had taken a toll so much as the years of instability leading up to it. I'm talking like this woman's entire life had been managing her mother's mental illness, her mood swings. And the relief that this lady felt when her mother finally died was combined with intense guilt about that fact and also grieving the life that she didn't have because she had looked after her mother. Well, up until that point, I hadn't really noticed any significance with TYs and mental illness. Like, it, the pattern may have been there, but I didn't make the connection. When that happened with this client, I took heavy note of that connection. I wasn't really sure what to make of it, but it was too punctuated to just dismiss. TYs came up in several more sessions after that, but it was a good 13 years before I had another experience with it that just really solidified my perspective on the correlation between TYs and mental illness. So this time I was reading for an elderly woman who was being very guarded, if not like flat out stoic, about what she shared as her intention for the rune reading. And that's not unusual. A lot of times people feel like, if you're so intuitive, you should just know what I need to know. Like I should be able to do a hat trick, which is totally doable. I can do hat tricks. But the thing about that is if you do grab bag divination, it's never going to be grounded. It's never going to be 
within the framework of what's useful for you because you never know how applicable what you're going to get out of that bag is going to be. If, if you reach in with a poor intention, you reach out with an ill-fitting outcome. So this lady presented me with a barrage of needs, like they were, they were selling their house and her husband didn't really want to sell it, but they couldn't keep up with it anymore. And they were arguing over the repairs and the expenses and what all was going to go into it, the timing. So I start pulling out runes and laying them into our little spread. And they read like I've never seen runes before in my life. Like literally, like looking at them, they may as well have been like scribbles in crayon because they made no sense. And I honestly felt really stupid. I'm like, I can like relate to a lampshade. <laughs> I mean, I can divine meaning out of almost anything. And, and I didn't know what to do with what was coming out of the runes. I couldn't find a thread of logic between what she was expressing as her intention and what the runes were trying to say. And, and really deep down, I felt like the disjoint is because she was holding back. She didn't want to give me a clear intention. And so that fragmentation was showing up in the reading. The runes couldn't latch on to, to her intention. And so it didn't make any sense. I finally like cleared the whole table of this spread, just reached in and pulled out, of course, Tiwas. And we talked about the stress of her household being upheaved and, you know, what the impact was and put the rune back in the bag, reached in for my little closure draw. Sure enough, I pulled out Tiwas again. By this point in working with it, I knew that the runes were saying some aspect of the household was emotionally unwell, though it is never easy to just blurt that out in a reading. You know, most of the time when clients aren't very open, they're not very um, personal or forthcoming in setting intentions for readings, you know, rune readings, soul readings, even um, spiritual tending work or soul retrievals, it's because something is really unhappy in their lives and they feel shame about it. And mental illness is one of the biggies. So very tactfully, I asked the woman if mental illness was an aspect of the disparity around deciding what to do with the house. And when I said that, she burst into tears and confided that yes, not only was it a factor, but that her husband very quickly was sliding into dementia and that he had become extremely abusive toward her. She hadn't told anybody. She hadn't told her kids. She didn't tell her, her friends, her, her church people. She hadn't told anybody because she didn't want anyone to think badly of her husband. She said he had always been very gentle, meek, kind man and she didn't want to change people's perceptions of him well we put the runes away at that point and we worked out a plan for her to talk directly privately to her husband's doctor and tell him what's been going on of course I don't know how that worked out I, I don't know what happened but I know that because T was sounded the alert 
I was able not just to bring the reading into something that made some damn sense. I mean, for real, dementia, I imagine, would look a lot like a bunch of runes scattered on a table not making any sense. But mostly, I was able to show up for that woman and give her a tangible, doable plan for how to intervene and get her husband the help he needed without turning the marriage into a dumpster fire and to get her the support and relief she needed from that whole situation. Maybe Tiwaz is a divining rod for mental illness. I don't know. I know that the correlation has come up often enough and poignantly enough in my own life and work with others that it gives me really good pause. But think about it. Tiwaz is the battle rune. It's often associated with berserker energy. Remember that state of trance where you take on the ability to step into a primal nature and skills of an animal in battle. It's when you need to take on a primal persona to deal with the ramifications of your life. And if depression is really anger turned inward, if we live in a culture where we never really get a safe outlet for berserker moments, and we have them, it isn't that we don't have them. We totally have those moments of madness where we're under extreme duress and we have to make a decision that, that's going to emanate ramifications throughout our life. There's a really good argument in that, that Tiwaz is at least bringing up the question that you should ask yourself if mental illness is involved. Whatever the answer to the question, we have resources. We have more information and skills and support than we've ever had. Contact me if you want to talk it out. I might just be able to give you a resource of, of who to go to or what to do. But most of all, be well. That's it for this episode. If you have questions or insights about the seasonal runes or how to work with them in a more personal way, feel free to email me at kelly at solentonarts.com or call in through the Anchor app, which you can download for Android or iPhone. Also, check out earlier episodes by downloading them from Google Play or iTunes and all kinds of other podcast platforms. If you get a chance, check out Everyday Animism, which is a podcast that I co-host with a couple of lovely ladies, also produced through Anchor, and Around Grandfather Fire, another podcast that I deeply love, hosted by James Stovall and Sarenth Odinson. You can also find that on Anchor, and I think you'll find it very valuable. You can learn more about me and my work by visiting soulintentarts.com. And in terms of social media, I'm most active on Instagram at Kelly Soul Arts. I'm Kelly, and this has been What in the Weird.